Nikolai, was that you in the shot holding up the earth? Nope. I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. <laughs> so Nikolai has been our high school intern. He's been working with us all summer. And Nikolai is going to bring us the message this morning. Give a warm welcome to Nikolai, the high school intern. Hello, everyone. Just as Brian said, my name is Nikolai, and I'm the high school intern here for the summer. Many of you know me. You've seen me around, been up here before. But not many of you really know who I am and what made me the person I am today. So today, I would like to tell my story and how Christ found me and how he saved me from myself. So with that being said, let's just get right into it. So for years, I struggled with depression, anxiety, self-harm, and suicidal thoughts. I had no direction in life. I felt very lost. When I, wake, when I woke up each day, I was wondering, why? Why am I here? You know, and the main reason I was so depressed was because of the things that people did to me. I let it ruin me, let it ruin my perception of myself. And I, I gave me such bad trust issues that I ended up isolating myself, which only worsened my situation. But that's not what I want to focus on today. Today I want to focus on the night I was at my lowest. That night, everything that I'd gone through just got to me, and I, didn't, I couldn't handle it. So that night, I decided I was going to end my life. I made up my mind that I was going to do it. So I sat there for a while just thinking about how I would do it, and I found out how. I grabbed a bottle of pills, I emptied it in my hand, and even though in that moment, at that time, I wasn't a believer, I cried out to God. I said, God, if you are real, please help me. Please take away some of this pain. And as I reached for the glass of water to down the pills, God answered my cry for help. He answered it with a phone call. A friend had called me, and we talked on the phone until 4 a.m. in the morning, and God used him to say exactly what I needed to hear. Because after that phone call, I really snapped out of wanting to die. I came to a sudden realization that this decision wouldn't take away my pain, that it would pass it to somebody else. I realized that I had people who cared about me and that this decision would be selfish. So after the phone call, I can't really put into words what happened, but in that moment, I knew that God was very real. And in that moment was the first time I really felt God's presence and God's love. And the very next day was when I began my walk with Christ. And I've been the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. My happiness is all because of God. God took me out of my pit of depression and self-hatred and made me a new person. My happiness is in Christ alone. Thank you. See, I used to wake up each day and dread it, but now I wake up each day happy. I wake up each day and want to do what God is calling me to do. So, and a year ago, I would have never thought I'd be up here right now. This first night was a year ago, I wouldn't have gotten up here. But, but God has changed me. It's a night and day difference. God saved me from the terrible mistake, terrible, terrible, terrible mistake I was about to do. I'm thankful for that. With that being said, today I get the privilege to tell you guys about today's un unsung hero, and his name is Barnabas. Barnabas' name, original name was Joseph, but he got a new name to reflect his character. The name Barnabas means son of encouragement, and it exactly depicts 
who Barnabas was. He was an encourager. And it tells us this in Acts 11, 22 through 24, which says, When the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he had arrived he saw this, and saw this evidence of God's blessing, he was filled with joy, and he encouraged other believers to stay true to the Lord. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, and strong in faith. And many people were brought to the Lord. So along with being an incredible encourager, he was a man of action. He was really quite the go-getter, and he did what needed to be done without hesitation. He never waited for other people to do it. He was the one who did it, and the first action that we see from Barnabas is with his wallet. In Acts 4.37, says that Barnabas sold a field that belonged to him, and he brought the money and laid at the apostles' feet. So we can see how generous of a man he is right away. There's no denying his good character, and he did these actions because that's what the Holy Spirit was leading him to do, and he had his success because the Holy Spirit was guiding him. You see, Barnabas had risky faith. He was a risk taker. And the first risk that we can see from Barnabas, you take a risk on a man named Saul. You see, Saul would go about persecuting Christians. He would make murderous threats towards them. He actually dragged them out of their houses and send them off to jail, where they would then be convicted and then most likely stoned to death. So obviously, Saul had made some mistakes. But he would have a life-changing experience that would convert him into a devout follower of Christ. You see, Jesus appeared before Saul, and he spoke to Saul. And after his encounter with Jesus, he fell to the ground blinded and didn't eat or drink for three days after this. So after his encounter, he would then go in the, lo in the local synagogues and teach that Jesus is the Son of God. See, Saul went from persecuting in the name of Jesus to now doing good in the name of Jesus. And Barnabas saw this. And what the Holy Spirit was calling Barnabas to do, he was calling him to take a chance on Saul and to bring him in front of the other apostles. That's exactly what Barnabas did. See, Barnabas was a good man. He had a good reputation. And he risked his reputation for one man because that's what the Holy Spirit was calling him to do. So he brought him in front of the other apostles. And the apostles judged him for his past. They judged Saul for his past. See, the other apostles feared that Saul was faking it. And for all Barnabas knew, he could have been. But Barnabas knew, but Barnabas knew that that's what he was being called to do. And that's why he took that huge risk on Saul. See, Saul would now later become Paul because of his conversion. And Paul wrote much of the New Testament, and Barnabas was the one who really paved the way for, for Paul to do his work. See, he was, the Holy Spirit led Barnabas to take a chance on Paul, and he was the first one to do so. See, when, Paul, when Barnabas looked at Paul, he didn't see his mistakes. Paul's mistakes no longer mattered to Barnabas. When Barnabas looked at Paul, he saw the good that could be done through him instead of his past mistakes. His mistakes didn't matter to Barnabas. He didn't judge Paul for his mistakes, and we shouldn't judge others for theirs, because we, we should know that God can change anyone, that God can redeem anyone. See, I can relate to Paul. I was also judged 
for my past. I was judged by the people who said they were my friends. I was heavily judged by one group in particular who said they were Christians. But just how like Paul had someone to speak on his behalf, I also had someone to speak on my behalf. So when they tried to make up lies about me, try to slander my name, she was the one speaking on my behalf. And that person is my girlfriend, Kaya. You see, when they tried to spread rumors about me, she was the one who was defending my name. You know, I'm very open about my faith, and some people didn't like that. I've got a lot of hate for trying to share my faith. Don't know why I got all this hate. But through all that hate, there was a person that gave me hope. There was, pe- there was two people in particular that really encouraged me. That was my mom and Kaya. My mom's always been there from day one. Always been my biggest supporter. I'm very thankful she's always been there. You see, these people, the group of people that said all these nasty things about me, they actually ended up getting a taste of their own medicine. They were trying to hurt my reputation, but in the end, ended up hurting their reputation because people heard about what they were doing and they saw how their character really was, and that's why I didn't believe them. So then other people joined in in defending my name. I'm not going to lie and say it didn't discourage me. The things that they said definitely discouraged me. It really made me doubt myself, and I hesitated a lot. But since I got encouragement from people, I've been able to step out of my comfort zone. I stopped believing what they said about me. And now I'm doing things I've never done before just because I got some encouragement. I needed encouragement, and God gave me exactly what I needed. God put all the tools out in front of me. The only thing left for me to do was just to do what I was being called to do. See, Kaya was the Barnabas in my life. She was the first one to speak on my behalf. So I want to ask all of you, is there a person in your life that needs some encouragement? Can you be a Barnabas in someone's life? And someone need a Barnabas. You know, we can all be the encourager Barnabas was. Everyone needs encouragement. See, we can all live out our faith with action, just as Barnabas did. We can all encourage each other. We can all come together. We can all say good things about each other instead of saying bad things. There's really no reason to say bad things about each other. So if you're saying bad things about somebody, it's really a reflection of you, not them. See, We can all come together, and we can all encourage each other. There's people who need encouragement. I needed it. There's many others who also need it. So I want to challenge all of you to get encouraging. See, what we need to do is we need to take action, and we need to take action now. Because our actions are so important, we really don't have time to wait. See, the person I was a year ago, completely different from the person I am now. Night and day difference. As it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You see, when we accept Christ, we have a new identity in Christ. Our past mistakes no longer matter. They no longer define us. They never did, and they now don't. You see, What defines us is God's love. So let's be like Barnabas. Let's look past people's mistakes and encourage each other. 
See, I needed encouragement. There's many others who also need it. Some people just need that little push, really just to get going. In this world, there's so much hate, and there's so much division. We need to come together and encourage each other. The devil wants to split us apart, but we have to come together and really encourage each other, especially in their walk with Jesus. You see, we need to take action, and we need to do it now, because our actions are so important. Our actions are what can lead others to Jesus. We need to live as people, so when people look at us, they see Jesus in us. I cannot stress how important our actions are. In James 2.17, it says, So by faith itself, if it does not have works, is dead. You see, we need to prove our faith with action. We need to do things that glorify our Heavenly Father. We need to do good things in the name of Jesus. We need to lead others to Jesus while we are still here. But we can't do it without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us so we we may lead others to Jesus through our actions. What we need to do is to be willing to be used by God. That's exactly what Barnabas did. He was willing to be used by God, and that's why he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So we need to do the same thing. We need to be willing to be used by God. We need to decrease us and increase our Heavenly Father. So because Barnabas was filled with the Holy Spirit, that's why he was able to do the things that he did. He was successful only because he listened to what he was being called to do. And he did it without hesitation. Obviously, he knew there would be some risks involved, but he did it without hesitation because he knew that God is always in control. He trusted God completely, and he knew that God is above our stressors, above our fears, and even above the things we cannot control. See, he knew that God's plan is better than our own, and he trusted him completely. And that's why he did the things he did without hesitation. He did what he was called to do without a second thought. In Acts 13, 2-3, it says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, and the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. You see, what Barnabas didn't do, he didn't sit there and worry about what, what happened. Obviously, this was, this was right before Paul and Barnabas went on their mission trip. They were going to confront a false prophet. But he didn't sit there and worry about what might happen. There was a lot of uncertainty. But he didn't sit there and worry about it. He didn't sit there and make a detailed little list on everything that needed to be done. See, he went out as soon as he was called without hesitation. We need to be like Barnabas and go without hesitation. See, Barnabas didn't fear. He didn't fear the unknown. He didn't fear the uncertainty. We need to do the exact same. What we fail to realize is that when we hesitate, we miss opportunities. What we fail to realize is that we don't have time to wait. We don't have time to wait for somebody else to do it. We don't have time to worry. We need to take action now because tomorrow it may be too late. Some people will never accept Jesus. And if they die before accepting Jesus... Their fate is sealed. They're now not in the Lamb's book of life. That's why we need to make the most of our time while we are here. I cannot stress this enough. Tomorrow isn't promised. I'll repeat that again. Tomorrow isn't promised. There's so much uncertainty. But every single one of us is called to do something. 
We all have different gifts. We all have different talents. We need to use those to lead others to Jesus. We need to do good with our gifts and talents that God has given us. The worst thing that we can do is nothing. See, our actions are very important. We cannot hesitate. I see people hesitating because they fear of what might happen or what might not ever happen. But what reason do we have to fear? We know that God is with us every single step of the way. We know that he's always in control. We know that his plans for us are plans of prosperity and not of destruction. So what reason do we have to fear? We have none. What we need to do is we need to trust God with all that we have. See, sometimes we cling to comfort, but we're not called to comfort. We're called to trust God with all that we are and to listen to what God is calling us to do. See, when we trust God, we can put aside our fears, put aside our desire to be always in control. Once we trust God, we can go out and do what we were being called to do without hesitation. See, once we trust God, we can step out of our comfort zones, get rid of our same daily, boring routine. When we don't listen to God, we miss out on all the wonderful things he has planned for us. Our time here is limited and uncertain. We don't know what tomorrow will bring, but what we do know is that God is with us every single step of the way. Holy Spirit is calling each of you to do something. And I'm sure some of you are wondering what that is. So to listen to what your calling is, you need to draw closer to God. You need to spend time with Him every single day. You can't just exercise your faith on Sunday. You need to be continuously seeking God's presence, and then what you're being called to do will become clearer and clearer. And probably what you're being called to do might scare you, but that's how you know that that's what God is calling you to do. See, we need to get rid of our fears. We need to get rid of the desire to always be control. We need to get rid of our desire to have a comfortable life. We need to let go. We need to decrease us, increase God, and let God really take the reins of our lives and let God guide us. Because God is the only one who can fulfill us. Chasing after the things of the world will only leave us empty inside. But chasing after God is the key to a fulfilling and happy life. So pursue God with everything you have because the key to happiness is a relationship with our Creator. There are souls that we need to save. We all have a job to do. So let's go out and encourage each other. Encourage each other. Build each other up. There's no reason to tear each other down. There's a lot of work that needs to be done and we need to take action. Now, pray with me, church. God, as we move into the week, please help us remain focused only on you. Pour out your Holy Spirit on all of us. Pour out your love on all of us. I'd like to take this moment and especially pray for the families who have been impacted by suicide this week. May you provide them with peace, comfort, and your love. God, there's a lot of people who need your healing. And please, God, heal them. If they are in the dark, show them your light. Let them know that there is hope. That there is hope in you alone. 
God, we have so much to be thankful for. Remind us how blessed we are. You know, if we made a list of everything we were thankful for, we wrote it down on paper, we would run out of paper. We are so blessed. So I would just like to say thank you, God, for all that you do through each and every single one of us and for continuously blessing us. In our resurrected Savior's name, we pray together. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nikolai. Let's show him our appreciation.